1: Man, that 30-second countdown music, man, really gets you in the vibes, man. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. All right. I'm
0: setting myself, ready to do the rush. Love the countdown. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, Chicago Bears all-line upgrades, helping Justin Fields and Chicago Bears bromances. We're going to discuss all of this on this episode of NBC Sports Chicago's The Rush, where we rush through the hottest topics in Chicago sports for your watching and listening pleasure. I am host for the day, Tony Gill, filling in for David Kaplan. And along with me is my NBC Sports Chicago partner, Alex Shapiro, a.k.a. A Shop. What's up, Alex?
0: Things are great, Tony. I, I felt like I just saw you on the UnderCenter podcast. Turns out that was mm-hmm. yesterday morning. Felt like it was this morning. I yeah. love that I'm double dipping with Tony Gill time, back-to-back days. This is great, man.
1: Yeah, I mean... Once you get in the mode of recording and doing shows, it's like the days just kind of blend in. For real. <laughs> like, what is time? It, right, it's just right. nothing
0: but a stream of Bears content.
1: Yeah, yeah, a fact. And, and I mean, that's a big reason why we should give her the daylight like savings time. It's no reason for it. <laughs> it just screws up everything. All right. So what do you say we get right into these topics, man? All right. So first topic, Bears GM Ryan Poles is now looking to improve the offensive line with more signings. Poles gets Vikings offensive lineman Dakota Dozier to a one year deal and signs Bills offensive guard OG Ryan Bates to an offer sheet. Mm-hmm. What more would you like to see done to develop second year quarterback Justin Fields, Alex?
0: Well, first we got to see if Ryan Bates actually is coming to Chicago since he is a restricted free agent. Uh, the Bills offered him, I believe it was reported, the lowest level tender, so it just means mm-hmm. they've got the first uh, first right of refusal. So now the ball's back in the Bill's court. They can match the Bears' offer sheet. If they do, Ryan Bates is going to stay a Buffalo Bill. But if not, then Ryan Bates is going to become a Chicago Bear. So that's one hurdle to clear. But honestly, it is exactly what they've been doing, which is retooling that offensive line to better protect him and adding weapons. And I don't think they're done doing either of those things. You mentioned Dakota Dozier. They brought in Lucas Patrick, who said he's going to be the new center. Uh, And now we have Ryan Bates. We don't know where any of these guys are going to line up, uh, except for Lucas Patrick, who kind of hinted he's going to be the center. We don't know who's going to be the left tackler or the right tackler and how the new regime is evaluating those guys. So getting all that set is going to be important. And then continuing to add playmakers. They got uh, Byron Pringle, apologies, and Equinemius St. Brown. I imagine they're going to sign more free agent wide receivers they're probably going to add wide receivers through the draft. So this is going to be a process up through the draft, up through training camp of just surrounding Justin Fields with as much talent as possible so that he can hit the ground running in year two.
1: You know, the only evidence, you know, what's funny about offensive line play, it's one of the more important kind of things that need to happen for teams to have uh success. And the general public generally doesn't have an idea What's what's going on, or you know, if a player is good or not, right? You just see, oh, he's going after this position. We don't necessarily know, you know, if they're actually good or not. You just look at the units that they were a part of previously and, and you see what they're good, see if they're good or not. So you look at you know the Buffalo Bills, um, who passed a lot more uh this year uh than they than they ran. And then you look at the Vikings, who had Dalvin Cook, who you know had a pretty decent season. You know, if he was healthy. And that's kind of all the evidence that, you know, you kind of have to, to see if he's, put, he's putting together a, a good group of guys to protect the most important asset on the team.
0: Well, interestingly, you bring up the Vikings with Dakota Dozier. He's kind of like a project guy, feels like a depth piece player. I'm not sure that he's going s- to slate into start just yet because he actually mm-hmm. missed all of practically all of last season. He didn't play at all on offense, played exclusively on special teams. Was on the practice squad for the majority of it and then also had a bout with COVID, where he was actually hospitalized with COVID. He was fully vaccinated, got COVID, and was still hospitalized. So he had a pretty tough, tough bout with it. So last year was almost a throwaway season for Dozier. But if you bring him in, you think, you know, we see something in him that maybe we can work with, we can de- develop him into a into a solid rotational player. You know, it certainly adds depth, but I don't know that he specifically is going to. Slate into that starting conversation just yet unless like you said we don't really know unless they see something that they believe is truly untapped and they say if we do xyz we can turn this guy into a really solid player um i don't know about dozier but yeah with bates same thing it's smaller sample size but he did start the end of the year he he was kind of riding the pine as a rotational player and then i want to say it was week 16 he finally got his first start uh on the line and then at right guard, and then they moved him to left guard, and he started through the end of the season, through the postseason as well. So clearly the Bills saw something in him that they turned the keys over to him uh, to have him finish out the year.
1: And, you know, Ryan Pohl's a GM, being a former, former offensive lineman, you got to think that he knows the position, you know, pretty well, and he knows what he's looking for uh, specifically. So I think uh, that fans just need to, you know, until something happens again some of these guys might even might not even like the team but if he's adding depth um he knows what the issues are and he's trying to address them so all right should we talk about getting more help for justin fields in our next topic all right new bears head coach matt Eberflus appeared on the peter king podcast and said the bears need a quote different pace Ryan Pace at running back. Uh, he did the coach thing of being very careful not to disrespect his current running back and David Montgomery, but did mention that they will need more help. So, two questions: What do you think he is looking for then specifically? Uh, and also, number two: Will we see a shift in philosophy where you know you know how they do the previous coach thing where well we zigged last time, let's try zagging this time where primarily on the offense they're going to be running the ball um so i guess those are the two questions alex you take take one or the other or both
0: i'll take them both let's start with the second one and i think iber Fus has already indicated and polls both of them that yeah they are going to be more dedicated to the run they said it in their introductory press conferences you mentioned yeah. this peter king podcast on that podcast they said how can we help justin fields he said well it starts in the trenches with good blocking and and the run game. And he, he specifically mentioned getting offensive line players who can, uh, who can block run blocking their specific se- scheme properly. So that's where a guy like Bates might fit in. And they you know we, we know that you can do the things that we're looking for in our run game. Same thing with Lucas Patrick, right? He's got the connection with Luke Those are They're already on the same page in that regard where Lucas Patrick is going to know what Luke Getzi wants out of run blocking schemes. So, yeah, I do think a a philosophy shift is coming. As to the different style of running back, I think it's probably to replace what Tariq Cohen would have brought to the offense. You know, it's a shame that Tariq Cohen wasn't healthy enough. But obviously, I mean, you could see that Tariq Cohen and David Montgomery are very different types of players, and they bring different types of things. David Montgomery is a wonderful running back. Hard to bring down, runs tough, runs physical, breaks, tackles, etc., And he has worked on his speed. That's something that he worked on last year. And he he showed that off. But as much as he works on that speed, he's never going to be a Tariq Cohen type player, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's just not who he is. He can make impacts in the passing game. David Montgomery can. But Tariq Cohen or a Tariq Cohen type player just affects the game in a different way. So they brought in, they uh, claimed uh, Evans off of waivers from the Tennessee Titans. He is a different style of running back. Right, He can make a different impact in the passing game. You give him the ball on a screen, give him wide open space, and let him use his shiftiness, elusiveness to gain extra yards. Jarek Kinnon, a free agent who's still out there, mm-hmm. had a pretty good postseason run with the Kansas City Chiefs. And I know he has had injury problems just like Tariq Cohen has had. Um, but you know that could be the style of running back that they might look to bring in. Because now you're talking about complementary football, Right. Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery are a wonderful one-two punch, but they they run kind of similarly. They play a similar style of game. A player like Jarek McKinnon brings a little bit of a different look. So if you're hitting them with three series of David Montgomery and all of a sudden you bring Jarek McKinnon in, all of a sudden the defense has to recalibrate, readjust, because as they said... And as they alluded to, it's a bit of a different pace, right? Imagine it like baseball. If you got a guy just like hurling off-speed stuff all day, and then you bring in your 98-mile-an-hour fireballer, it's way harder for batters to catch up because of that change of pace. So that's probably the different type of running back they're alluding to.
1: You know, I didn't think the the Bears running back did too bad, especially, you know, with David Montgomery going out and Khalil Herbert stepping up. He actually did pretty good and was like, hmm, he could be an option as, as a starter. But I think one thing that, that I thought about, there is a lack of kind of that explosive speed um, that you would like from a runner. Some of them, they have it all in one, right? The Dalvin looks, the, the, um, the Johnson Taylor's like that, that can be a bell cow, but also give you that breakaway speed at once they're in the open field. Um, those guys aren't like that here. They're very solid. But here's, here's my question also. Um, we know that the issue last year was, right, like once David Montgomery had it going, they would just stop, you know, running the ball and stop feeding him. Um, with this, I, I'm very interested to see his philosophy on, on on how he chooses to use each running back when we know David Montgomery, he needs the ball to be, you know, in volume to be most effective.
0: Yeah, it, it's going to be Luke Getsy calling the plays. Um, but, but what we've heard is that, yeah, it they are going to be more dedicated to the run. And I can't tell you right now if they're going to go with this hot hand approach or what, but I would imagine just based off of what we have heard, it's, it's kind of like I was mentioned before where you give, I mean, David Montgomery is your bell cow back. And I don't want to say like Dave Montgomery is not a great running back because he is a great running back. He's just a particular style of running back. Right? So you give it to him for three, four series in a row, and then you bring in that change of pace guy for a series like like I said, just to kind of change it up. But yeah, I, that was definitely frustrating. It frustrated people who covered the team, people who watched the team to watch David Montgomery bust off a six yard run, a seven yard run, a three yard run, and then they are taking them out for Damian Williams or, you know, going back and forth between several running backs, play after play after play. um, I can't tell you what they're going to do because we've never seen Luke Getze called plays. But I would imagine that, yeah, they're, they'll stick with David Montgomery for a series. If, if it's his series, you know, if it's a David Montgomery series, I would at least imagine or hope that, yeah, that's a David Montgomery series all the way, and there's going to be less substituting directly after plays.
1: If you had to rank, um, you know, the first two topics that we discussed was you know things that will help Justin Fields. If you had to rank, you know, offensive line, wide receivers, and running backs in terms of level of uh, importance. Uh, going into this year where would you rank them
0: probably put o-line first just because that's where everything starts if your o-line is not blocking properly you're not going to get anything done i mean just flat out not going to happen then because like we said the running backs are in a pretty good spot i'd probably put them last just because even if they don't add this change of pace guy you gotta you got a really solid bell cow in david Mm -hmm. montgomery but they still do need more playmakers so i would i would slot that right after the o-line Um, Byron Pringle is a nice player who can definitely make plays in space and is elusive, can break tackles, et cetera, can can house the ball at any time. I don't know that he's a true number one wide receiver. I also don't know if Darnell Mooney is a true number one wide receiver. I (laughs) still think they're missing that true number one guy. Mm -hmm. So I would say that that is probably the second biggest need after the offensive line.
1: Okay, okay. All right, um, we're you know slowly running out of time, but we got one more topic that's left. Uh, in that very same interview that Matt Evans did with Peter King, uh, Evans also said that he's been trying to link with former Chicago Bears, including Julius Peppers, Dick Buckus, our very own Lance Briggs of the Football After Show, uh, the guy that's on all the hair billboards, and Brian Urlacher, uh, and even tried to invite uh, Charles Tillman to help teach the bears defense and the famed peanut punch peanut punch i said mm-hmm. peanut punch what are your thoughts on what else on could I- it be it's very clear what else going <laughs> it to be it's clearly the peanut punch what are your thoughts on everfuse reaching out to old bear and seemingly doing a little bit in my opinion of damage control considering uh the bears haven't had the uh the most i guess nice relationship with uh former Blairs. uh and we have the example of a guy that works here Olin Cruz. Yeah.
0: Um, I think it's wonderful to start. I don't know that I'd necessarily say it's damage control because Iberflue mm-hmm. said this is something he wanted to do. I I, I don't know that George McCaskey is calling and say, hey, you got to build back these bridges. Mm-hmm. I don't know that that happened. But I still do think it is wonderful. And, right, we're talking about his hits philosophy. We hear a lot about his hits philosophy. Taking the ball away and taking care of the ball is that T in hits. So clearly mm-hmm. it's a huge pillar of his of his whole system, of his whole program, and who's better to teach the Bears how to take the ball away than Peanut Tillman? I mean, the dude's got 42 forced fumbles in a bear uniform. Bears uniform. Mm-hmm. Nobody's got more. Should be a Hall of Famer based on his ability to force fumbles and also intercept the ball. It's unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, absolutely, build these bridges back. Have the alumni involved. I think it's a great idea. And I mean, peanut Tillman, if he wants to, is someone who I would imagine would make an excellent coach in the NFL one day, whether it's a position coach, a coordinator, or even a head coach. I think he could really succeed at that just based on how he comes off his ability to teach. He's clearly got a great passion for it and a great mind for it. So if, yeah, if he can convince him to come into practice and teach peanut punches to to Jalen Johnson and Kindleville Vildor and Thomas Graham and all the other defensive backs that they've got, I think it's a, a plus home run why wouldn't you why wouldn't you take advantage of an incredible resource like that
1: yeah i mean i think it's a very fine line right Of um you know there's so many things right where you're like oh man we got enough for the 85 bears can we just move on from the 85 bears um i've you know i've even had conversations with, with former bears where they're like man we were tired of the 85 bears talk like it's it's a fine line between okay we want to get your expertise on this but we're not trying to recreate or redo what was done in, in in the past and if his goal is to look we just need to glean off of the excellence that was here prior i'm all for it um but i don't think in acting, i think it's 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 a bit of a of a of a I think the, 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 radio term here is called like out of, out of town stupid where you're trying to like, Oh, bears fans. They like the 85 bear stuff. They like the old, like, no, nah, we're kind of moving on from, from that. And, but we, we'd like having have them around. You know, we like, look, we got them on the football after show. They're excellent. We need their expertise, but trying to redo what was done before in the past. I, I, I don't think that, you know, that that's the way to go. But if he's genuinely like, look, This is what I'm trying to teach, and this is what I'm trying to instill. You guys did it the best uh, in recent memory. So can you come in and and teach our players what I'm trying to to, to enforce? And I I like the idea because now you're not just hearing it from one space, the coaching aspect. You're hearing it from players who were in your position. And they're signing players that played in that system that he wants. So you're hearing it from multiple different levels, and hopefully it sticks with this Bears defense.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I think you hit the nail on the head with how you broke it down just back then. And you're right. He's brought over a ton of his coaching staff from Indianapolis. So you're hearing it from Eberflus. You're hearing it from Alan Williams, the new defensive coordinator. You're hearing it from James Rowe, who was the cornerbacks coach, Dave Barganzi, the linebackers coach, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now you've brought in Alquidin Muhammad, who was also a part of that. So you're getting all of these voices about here's how we did it in Indianapolis. But adding a voice with the Bears, with Charles Tillman, who, I mean, they named the move after him. That's how Mm -hmm. influential it was. I mean, he changed the way people attack the football. So his voice obviously carries weight as well. And when the system and the philosophy is the same, it just makes all the sense in the world. So, hey, let's get another voice from another system, does something very similarly, but can drive home those same points and can say, okay, here's how Matty Berflus is teaching you how to do it. Here's how James Rowe is teaching you how to do it. Here's how I did it. And if one way works better for you, if one thing clicks for you over another, fantastic. But if at the end of the day, they're forcing fumbles like crazy, that's all that matters. So I think the more voices, the better. And if that voice just happens to be a Bears legend, even better.
1: What do you expect from this uh, new era? Final question uh, of of Ryan Poles and uh, Matt Eberflees.
0: I think it's going to be a return to defenses that are flying around. I think it's going to be a return to bend, don't break. I would say don't worry if the Bears' total defense, you know, the yards they give up ranks in the 20s in the NFL because that's kind of what it's all about. Mm -hmm. It's we'll give up yards, but we're going to try and force you to make a mistake. And if you get into the red zone, we're going to stop you from getting into the end zone. Um, So I would focus more on takeaways and points rather than total defense. And I do think it's going to be about the defense too. We Mm -hmm. talk a lot about Justin Fields. And obviously the franchise's future rests on Justin Fields' shoulder. But at least for now, clearly the focus is on the defense. There's obviously going to be focus on the offense as well. And Luke Getzi is going to build this offense to Justin Fields' strengths. But it 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 kind of sounds cliche, but it could look a lot like those Lovey Smith defenses. And I know we say that a lot, but that's just yeah. – it just feels like and sounds like what it's going to be returned to.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all the time we got today. That was fun, Alex. It was great. We should do this more often. Yeah, this just makes us the the official host. We're going to need the extra paychecks, though, producers. Danny, Dice, Kenneth Griles, we need those paychecks. <laughs> Thanks a lot to you guys for, he, for so watching mean. The Rush. Right. <laughs> Thanks a so you guys for checking out The Rush today. We'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. Please enjoy your families. Enjoy your friends. Enjoy the night. We'll talk to you guys later.